at least in my 15 years of coaching people, primarily through fat loss. The problems that actually put on the weight were them simply not working with their body and mm. fighting it every step of the way. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. What if you could fast track your way to fat loss simply by aligning your nutrition and fitness to your body's natural sleep-wake cycle? Today, I'm excited to welcome back my friend and sleep expert, Nick Reel. Nick has dedicated his career to helping health and fitness enthusiasts create high-quality results by aligning their nutrition and their lifestyle to their own personal circadian rhythm, also known as their chronotype. In today's episode, we discuss what a chronotype is, how to determine your chronotype, the benefits of syncing your nutrition, fitness, and sleep to your body's natural sleep-wake cycles, and how to get started with chronotyping and more. So if you're looking to optimize your health, your hormones, and lifestyle for accelerated fat loss, then you won't want to miss this podcast. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nick Reel. Nick Reel. Welcome back to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. What's up, my friend? Man, it is. It's so good to be back here. It's been a it's been a hot minute since I've been on your show, but I do remember vividly the last time I was on your show. It was it was one of the one of the best experiences I've had. So it's always a good time to be with you, man. And I appreciate you bringing me back in to drop some value bombs and help change people's lives in more way than one. Well, dude, I'm flattered. I love hearing that. I always want my guests to have a good experience and. Um, I do recall it being a great conversation, which is why obviously I wanted to have you back. Now, that was episode 134. I believe this is we're we're in the 200s now, so it's it's been a while. In fact, that was uh, September of 2021, so uh, almost two years ago. What what's been going on since then? What are you working on? Man, so I mean, last last I was on the show, we were talking about everything sleep. Right. I thought that's absolutely that it was it was right. that sounds about right. And I may have hinted on that show. And it's been two years ago. So I so forgive me if my brain doesn't remember that far back. Sometimes I can't even remember like what I ate for breakfast sometimes. But I believe I alluded to I was working on developing an applicable framework for chrononutrition and using your chronotype as a basis to develop a sustainable lifestyle, one that'll carry you to your fat loss results and beyond. Well, over the past couple of years, I've done that. We have tested it. It works. And actually, we just got done running my first ever 28-day chronotyping for fat loss challenge. And the results from that challenge have been absolutely outstanding. So yeah, man. I mean, a lot's been going on, but I'd say over the past couple of years, that'd be the big one right there. Developing okay. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about in this episode, because we did talk all things sleep. Um, as I've discussed multiple times on this podcast with numerous guests. And I think you really, when we did have that conversation, it really reinforced a lot of the things that are sort of conventional wisdom at this point around sleep, around a setting, realistic bedtimes, having an evening routine, a morning routine, um, just understanding that the quality and quantity of sleep is different for every person. And I think what we really established is it all comes down to having structure and having consistency in your routines, obviously not eating a huge meal right before bed, not being too stimulated right before bed. And and all of those types of things. Now, I do have, if we have time, I, I do have some ancillary sweet sleep questions about a, a couple more nuanced things since you're the expert. But, but I really did want to kind of see about the segue into chrononutrition and chronotyping. And I guess just jumping off is like, what does that even mean? We'll start with chronotyping since most people should at least have remotely have heard of this term who are listening to yourself. So a chronotype by definition, and this is going to be a little bit of a mouthful and I'll explain it after I give it to you, is your genetic preference for a circadian cycle timeframe. 
Now, I just used a really big term there. It's called circadian cycle. Now, your circadian cycle is the cycle that governs your body's processes going on 24 hours a day. This cycle also happens to operate 24 hours a day. This is actually where we do get our 24-hour-a-day cycle from. And our chronotype naturally gives us a preference for when a couple of big, big things occur during our day, when we are naturally wired to wake up and when we are naturally wired to go to sleep. And this genetic preference has been embedded in our DNA for tens, if not hundreds of thousands of years, going way back to when we lived a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. You know, I live in Las Vegas. This didn't exist. And most of modern civilized society didn't really exist until, you know, a few hundred years ago. So when we're looking at, you know, a tribal lifestyle, from a security standpoint, there always need to be somebody on guard. 24 hours a day, whether, you know, it was in the morning, it was in the day, or is at night, there were certain things that needed to be done to make sure that our survival was imminent, like such as hunting for food, gathering food, preparing food, doing all these things. And over the years that we have had this embedded in our DNA, we've evolved all the way till today. And it was only within the last, you know, I would say 100 years with the invention of electricity, did we really start deviating from our body's natural preferences. Because before electricity, we all had to rely on the solar cycle for what was to be done during our day. When the sun woke up, we woke up. When the sun goes down, we turn in for the night and stay inside so we don't get eaten by lions, tigers, and bears, and any other nocturnal creature. So really, that's what your chronotype is for. It is your body's little operations blueprint for how it governs itself and what it's doing 24 hours a day. So that's what a chronotype is. For a lot of your listeners, it's going to talk about specifically a specific sleep-wake cycle timing pattern, which is in most literature, what chronotyping is. That said, notice how I said it was a circadian cycle timeframe. Your circadian cycle does control sleep and wake, and it also controls everything else that goes on inside of your body. So understanding that concept, we can logically deduce that your chronotype controls everything that goes on inside of your body. That is huge when it comes to optimizing health, optimizing hormones, optimizing your lifestyle for fat loss, and pretty much just having a high quality life. Because so often, at least in my 15 years of coaching people, primarily through fat loss, the problems that actually put on the weight were them simply not working with their body and mm. fighting it every step of the way. You know, whether it's trying like multiple like fad diets, cutting calories, slashing carbs, doing unsustainable methods that just promoted more stress and lower recovery. The further they got away from working with their body, the more problems they encountered as a result. And ultimately, the solution that I learned and helped guide them to over my coaching career was helping them learn how to work with their body. Because when you start working with your body, it becomes very, very, very easy. And I don't say that word lightly, because we all know in the realm of like, anything health and fitness, there's going to be some level of work, there's going to be some level of difficult associated with it, no matter what you do. But compared to the solutions that are available, it is very easy to develop a lifestyle that will lead you to your goals, specifically fat loss goals and help you keep them for life. And that's what I've been working on over the past couple of years. So that's how I do chronotyping in a nutshell. Okay. So what I'm hearing is this chronotyping is really just our genetic predisposition to sleep a certain amount of hours and at certain times to perhaps, and correct me if I'm wrong, but eat um, within kind of certain parameters based on our own genetic expression and what determining what works best for us, probably exercising at certain times relative to the circadian rhythm. Um, It sounds to me like it's sort of the logical interpretation of what we probably would see if we were to do genetic testing. Is that maybe a fair assumption? That is a fair assumption. Yeah. Okay. So within the scope of this chronotyping, how do we determine what our chronotype is? What are the different chronotypes? And like, what are the steps in terms of 
starting to take advantage of this chronotype to help us get healthier, lose weight, feel better, have more energy, sleep better, blah, blah, blah. So the easiest way to figure out your chronotype, there's two ways technically. The first one is the Trident 2 one, it's take an assessment. Okay. Take a well-rounded assessment. I have one, I will provide it to you. So by the time this show airs, there'll be a link for anyone listening to take the chronotype assessment. And I'm just going to toot my own, my own horn here for a second. It is one of the most in-depth assessments out there. So the accuracy on this is very high. And then the second way, which is more of the intuitive way, is just to simply ask yourself, are you more of somebody who likes to wake up before the sun gets up? Do you like waking up You know, when the sun gets up? Do you like staying awake at night? Or are you are not like a night owl? You like staying up well past when everybody else is asleep? Because we all have those cues. Right. We in society have forgotten to listen to them because we mm-hmm. don't live the same way anymore. Simply yeah. put. So if you know that, hey, you know, I'm I like waking up a little bit before the sun goes up, that's more than likely going to be at least ballpark of what your chronotype is. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm someone who gets up quite early, always have. Yeah. But I also go to bed really early. My wife's complete opposite. She loves to sleep in and she's a night owl. Like she can stay up late. She's most productive at night. I am absolutely worthless. It's probably a pretty good example of two different chronotypes. Yeah. So it sounds like you are a type one chronotype. And before I go and and talk all about that, there are four known chronotypes. There are some research out there that suggests there's six. And with how I'm going to describe them, I mean, yeah, you could sit there and say there's six. I just keep it four. Just I'm a huge fan of keeping things simple. Anything dealing with neuroscience is super complex. So it's best just to keep it as simple as possible. All right. So there's four chronotypes. More than likely, if you've heard of a chronotype or you know your chronotype, it's been introduced to you as a lion, a bear, a wolf, or a dolphin. Those terms and those animals are used to symbolize how the chronotype works. So the human brain could actually wrap it's head around it like lions. Okay. What do we know about lions? Well, they get up early and they take on the day. Well, that would be your type one chronotype that I like to call it, which is your early riser. So this type, they wake up before the sun gets up. They are your early birds. They love waking up at like between four 30 and I'd say mm, about 6. AM. There's always a spectrum. There's always going to be variants. Yeah. And they are notorious for being absolutely useless, probably by about 5 p.m. And they're the people who are the grandmas and grandpas of society. We're going to bed at, you know, 8, 9 p.m. I am one. Raising my hand. Yes. So that's your first chronotype. Then there's a type two. This is what I like to call the solar type. This type is synced with the rising and the setting of the sun. This is also known as the bear chronotype. Most people are going to fit into this type. Most of modern society is actually built around this chronotype since most people living in society rise and set with the sun. Mm -hmm. These are people who wake up in the traditional morning. So anywhere from about six to about 9 a.m. And they go to bed anywhere from about nine to 11 p.m. This is the only type that has two subtypes. It has a type A, which more resembles a type one chronotype They wake up a little bit earlier, but not as early as an early person would. Like I wake up around 4.30 and a type A chronotype there, I would say wakes up somewhere around like 6, 6.30. That's when they love to wake up. And then there's a later type, which I call a type B. They're the in-between between a type 2 chronotype and a type 3 chronotype, which is the start of your evening chronotypes. So they fit the gap right in between there. They're morning people technically, but they just like to wake up a little bit later around like nine or 10. Is, is this, when, when you say lion, bear, wolf, dolphin, what, what is, where else is this referenced? Is this based on astrology or something or where else would we have seen this? Psychology is actually Dr. Michael Bruce who came up with the terminology for this. And he introduced a really good way to understand the chronotypes. And so I'm in no way... Am I like proverbially shitting on it being called like animal names? I simply changed the title of it because a lot of people in my experience, and I myself at one point too, thought it was a little gimmicky and it loses a lot of traction when it's introduced as an animal at first. When like, this is a serious topic. There's so much value that is there that a lot of people glance over because, oh, I'm a lion type. 
It's like that you're literally missing out on so much information about you that can completely change your life and your results. Right. So that's why I changed that one. But yeah, that's where he came up with it. It's just these animals exhibited similar patterns as humans because we do have our similarities. And that's how he used to describe, you know, okay, bears, they usually wake up with the sun, they go to bed with the sun, or they're on the exact opposite cycle as well. But they're very predictable, which Got most it. people are very predictable. You know, for the type three chronotype, the wolf, when are wolves most active? They're nocturnal. So this starts more of like the nocturnal type people. This Got would be a three chronotype. This is more of like you wake up in the late morning, early afternoon style person, and they stay up well past midnight. That's when they like to operate. They operate best after the sun goes down. And then we move into the least known chronotype, which I call a type four. This is also known as dolphin or the insomniac chronotype. I like to also call this chronotype a chameleon because it can sync its circadian cycle, specifically sleep wake times to any of the other chronotypes with relative ease. Whereas me and you, if we tried to shift our sleep wake cycle to which you can do this guys to exhibit more of like, let's say your wife's schedule, wake up late in the morning and go to bed, like really late at night in the early morning, we would not we would not fare well on that. Right. We could survive, 100%. but we would not thrive. The chronotype four seemingly can do that. And I say seemingly just because there's not a lot of people who are chronotype fours. They only make up an estimated 15% of the human population. So take 7 billion people and multiply it by 15%. That's a very small number. Right. But what they are known for is most of them are naturally night oriented and they are very light sleepers, which is where they got the dolphin title from because dolphins literally sleep with one eye open. And due to this type's preference for having a very light sleeping pattern, and they're so easily awoken by anything, that's where they got the name from. So if you're naturally night oriented and you're a very light sleeper, chances are you're probably a chronotype four. Got it. And so how does it benefit us to know what our chronotype is? So the big benefit is understanding like how your body's naturally designed to operate. And when we're coaching people on fat loss or just any level of health, we have to get the client to understand like, hey, this is how your body's designed to work. This is how you work with it. This is the fast track to doing it. Because if you left your body to its own devices, it would operate based off its chronotype. So if there was... If you had like, let's say like no job, there was no society, anything, you were just sitting in the woods for like, let's say two weeks, right? Your body would adapt to your natural preferences. You would wake up at a certain time. You would be primed to consume your food in a certain time of the day, which is a very big part of the day at that. You would be more primed to be active during certain types of the day based off of your chronotype. And then as a result, you would be more inclined to sleep at a certain time as a result. So that's how your body's designed to operate. Well, those are the big things that we teach our clients. Sleep, nutrition, activity. Those are really the big three things that we do when we're coaching somebody through fat loss. It helps a ton, especially with more complicated cases, especially when we're dealing with, you know, hormonal health issues, specifically how the body's naturally designed to work. Because the quicker you can get your body working in tandem again, the easier it's going to be to get results and the easier, really, it's going to be to get those results in a time-efficient manner and keep them for life. And it makes so, the whole process super, super simple to do. Got it. Got it. So, so you're, you're offering some more specific clarity for that person based on their, their perceived chronotype around not just sleep, but, but also nutrition and exercise. And so my assumption is that it's also lending itself to, in all likelihood, and you probably can start to predict what this person's intrinsic personal preferences are around whether lion, bear, wolf, dolphin is like, you probably have more of a, a preference to these foods and you probably tend to prefer to eat at these times. Uh, and you probably feel best when you exercise around these times as well. Correct. And this is where it gets very vague and very gray at the same time, because a lot of how we live today doesn't yeah. Exactly line up with how, you know, if anyone just goes like the Google's of basics of chrononutrition, they'll find that, hey, you should be eating like, you know, a, 
vast amount of your food earlier in your day. You should be exercising more or less earlier in your day, unless you're an evening type, then don't do that. And some people can do that and they can connect with their chronotype very easily, but a lot of other people can't. So we lose a whole bunch of people based off of just not understanding application. Or just straight up not having the the ingrained behaviors to even be able to facilitate. I mean, it's hard enough just getting people to eat consistent meals with protein or not snack between meals or just train period, let alone, oh, your chronotype says you train best in the afternoon, but I only have the morning available. Well, all of a sudden we've created barriers to entry. Correct. Correct. And, you know, speaking of behaviors, one of the, one, and personally in my experience and opinion, one of the most powerful like benefits of understanding your chronotype is a lot of your food-based behaviors are predictable based off of where you are in your sleep-wake cycle. Our food behaviors change as the day goes on. There's a reason why a lot of people like you and myself included, like when it gets closer tonight, why do we like sweets so much? Why is that predictably happening? Well, that's because based on where we're at on our biological day, which is what our circadian cycle keeps the time for in our brain, your food behaviors change as a result. And oftentimes when I see somebody who's struggling to be consistent with their diet specifically, it's because their eating patterns are going at odds with how their body's naturally wired to consume food. All of us have what is called a fast feeding cycle. It's generally known as your metabolism, but I'm going to give you a 30,000 foot view of it. So you have two distinct phases that go on in your circadian cycle when it comes to metabolism. You have your feeding cycle, which roughly starts upon waking and roughly ends about two hours before you go to sleep. And then your fasting cycle, which is when your body is not consuming food, that starts roughly two hours before you go to bed and roughly ends upon waking. And I say roughly because there's gray areas in here that science doesn't fully understand here. That is a meal time frame. Most of your food needs to be consumed in an ideal situation earlier in that time frame than later. Basically what I'm saying is don't smash, you know, 15, 17, 18, 2000 plus calories of food all towards the end of your day. What's going to happen? You're going to disrupt your circadian cycle. You're going to have a poor night's sleep which is only going to negatively affect how you operate your next day and send you in to a vicious cycle of sleepless nights, stressful days, and then you plateauing with your fat loss results, simply put. Now, that said, a lot of, there's a lot of science out there that debates the validity of meal timing. This is why I use the term meal time frame. Because as long as you're consuming your daily calorie requirements when your body's biologically active, which that's a really long time. That's like anywhere from about, you know, let's say 10 to 14 hours. You have 10 to 14 hours to consume, let's say 2,500 calories. As long as you're doing that consistently, not perfectly, you're fine. Your circadian cycle is going to operate optimally. Your sleep's going to be great. Your energy level is going to be great. All your hormones are going to be produced efficiently. There you go. And then you just removed a lot of the obstacles that come with being consistent with your diet and exercise. That's it. Simply because you just tweet when you're eating to just match how your body's designed to operate. That's it. Hey friends, quick pause in this episode for an exciting announcement. I'm thrilled to let you know that we've officially partnered with Fullscript to create our own very high-end quality supplement store. Fullscript is the number one online dispensary for professional-grade supplements. And while we do have our own small retail shop for our Complete Essentials training formula, we're often asked for recommendations when it comes to products outside of those that we carry. Now, as you probably have realized, the internet is the Wild West when it comes to supplements, and it's tough to find many of the best products from a reliable source and at an affordable price. I've heard many stories of people ordering something off Amazon and receive something completely different in the bottle, which can actually be quite dangerous when it comes to nutritional supplements. And so in the BSL Nutrition Fullscript Dispensary, we've hand-selected a few dozen of our personal favorites, and we've broken them into easily searchable categories, including Ben's favorites. 
Now, the best part of this situation is that due to the buying power of groups, we're able to get you a 15% off retail pricing on the entire catalog of professional products in our shop. These are brands like Designs for Health, Biotics, Research, Biobotanical Research, Microbiome Labs, Seeking Health, and more. So just click on the Join BSL Nutrition Supplement Shop in the show notes to create your free account and place your first order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping on top of our 15% discount on everything. And just so you know, the criteria we use to determine what went into the shop is, is the product something we would recommend and or take ourselves and give to our kids? Is the product of the highest quality? And can we provide a lower cost than is available anywhere else on the web. Now, we sincerely hope this helps you save money and acquire the highest quality products for you and your family. And let's get back to the show. Help me understand how we determine when it's best for us to eat. Like at what point does it make sense for us to have a, a more a more clarity around our specific chronotype? If we're someone who already understands, like I already know I I, I wake up early. I'm productive in the morning. I usually eat my first meal within a couple hours of waking. Uh, I usually eat my last meal a couple hours before going to bed. Like beyond that, where is the additional benefit of having more of this information around perhaps our feeding patterns, our exercise cycles, or just even reinforcing our preferred sleep cycles? So I gauge is solely based off of the person's, yes, their chronotype there. It matters a ton, but also their lifestyle. You remember I've said, you know, I've probably said this a couple of times already, like not all of us can perfectly connect with it and the body yeah. really likes consistency more than anything else. And yes, aligning your lifestyle to your chronotype helps give your body that basic need. And that's what it wants. It wants consistency. It wants predictability. It wants to know what's going on 24 hours a day. When you meet its need, it takes away a lot of stress. So to get into more of the nuances of meal timing, what I advise my clients on is sync your dietary intake towards your feeding cycle. If you're somebody who likes to naturally have a bigger breakfast, you know, a medium-sized lunch and a smaller dinner because that's how you like to operate, that's cool. That's fine. What are your what are your observations around the different types and feeding patterns? Early types in my experience. And this really starts to show itself in a dieting phase. They seem to fare better with more of a small caloric front load. So type one and two chronotypes, a small caloric front load. I'm not talking like a massive caloric front load that leaves you starving at dinner. We don't want that to happen because obviously that's not going to work. That's not going to be sustainable. They seem to fare better then because you're, when you're in a calorie deficit, that is a stress on your body and your body hates giving up body fat. It just hates it. And whenever it gets triggered to store and to hold on, it's going to do that. By front loading your calorie intake, in my experience, this helps offset the stress of the calorie deficit to a degree that makes it more sustainable. And I've also found that for the evening types, a small caloric backload does the same thing. And the reason why in my opinion and experience here, while the backload is favored by the evening type is simply due to it takes them a little while longer to get hungry in the morning. So yeah. telling like, let's say someone who telling your wife to eat a big breakfast that let's say like 10 or 11 in the morning is probably not feasible. It's taking her a little a while to get that hunger signal. That's just naturally how she's wired. So in terms of sustainability, it's more than likely going to be very easy for her to maintain you know, let's say a smallish breakfast and be a medium, large size lunch. And let's say a medium sized dinner more than trying to front load the calories. Got it. Wonders with ensuring that the stress of the diet's offset and it makes it very easy to be consistent with it, which is the name of the game here. Got it. So for some of us, if we're type one or type two, probably having a little bit bigger breakfast or a little bit more calories relative to our total then we would have at lunch or dinner. And then the exact opposite, just like the sleep patterns is as uh, someone who's uh, more of a type, uh, what, three or four uh, would, would prefer to eat a little bigger dinner, a little smaller okay. breakfast as an example. Got yeah. it. Okay. And, and, and ultimately kind of what I'm, 
the way I'm thinking about this is for someone who perhaps doesn't have very good ingrained behaviors around maybe their sleep cycle, the, the, the general person, right? The, the general uh, American who's looking to lose body fat, perhaps has some level of metabolic derangement, is probably sedentary. Mm -hmm. Any type of guidance that helps them increase their physical activity, start to make better nutrition decisions, improve their sleep patterns is going to be positive guidance. This seemingly is one route to help them establish a little more clarity around how to plan things out appropriately, how to give them that tangible guidance that they're probably looking for in a really relatable type of way. Is that fair? Correct. That is exactly how I developed this framework. And to give you a little bit more backstory on, you know, chronotyping and me and how I even like came across this concept, because I, you know, I've been coaching for 15 years. I mean, I said it earlier in the show, I've recently developed an application side of this framework. So for 13 years, I didn't use this framework. So when I got into coaching, it was coaching more of like just the everyday style person, exactly how you highlighted it. Most of my coaching experience was with older adults. So at least 35 and above, they have lived a high stress sedentary lifestyle for at least 10 years. They had at least 30 pounds of body fat to lose. Their sleep was atrocious. They had medical issues. Any, any, anything ranging from like your common things, such as like menopause for ladies, you know, some birth control hormone imbalances, all the way to metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, and some right. pretty big issues. And it was coaching through all of these people that I learned that the big problem that they were all struggling with, ironically, as you more than likely tell your audience is going to be stress. Stress is the biggest cause of weight gain in modern society. Stress is also the biggest cause of sleepless nights in modern society. That is not a coincidence. They are connected. Totally. They're, yeah, they're totally connected. As your stress levels go up, if your body can't recover from it, it starts going into a survival mode where basically the only thing it's doing is keeping you alive. And in that particular state, it doesn't care about losing body fat, doesn't care about PRing at the gym. Chances are, if you're in that state, you don't care about PRing in the gym because you're probably not being consistent enough with the gym to actually see the results. So where do you start with helping these people inherently put their bodies back together? And I learned over the years of coaching them that my clients, the ones who are very quickly able to start working with their bodies. Like, Hey, you know, I like working out the mornings because that's when my energy is highest. And that's when I like to eat more of my food. So I'm just going to start doing that. They started seeing higher quality success and quicker success than those who weren't. And that raised my eyebrow because it wasn't just one or two clients. It was dozens of clients that I was having experience this on all sides of the spectrum. I had my morning people. I had my day people. I had my evening people as well. And those who were able to uh, like sync up with their natural preferences, they saw higher quality success. And me being a coach, I wanted to know why that was. Because clearly this wasn't an accident. It wasn't just a one-off thing. Right. It wasn't. And what I learned was they were connecting their lifestyle to their chronotype. And they're at least being semi-consistent with the basics. So that, that means that you don't have to be perfect with everything. You don't have to be perfect with your diet. You don't have to be perfect with your macros. You don't have to be perfect with your exercise. You don't even have to be perfect with your bedtime to start seeing measurable progress with your results. And since these clients figured it out and they got some awesome results, like anywhere from losing from the fat loss perspective, like losing anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40 pounds in 90 days. I had one client, he lost 90 pounds in eight months and they kept it off too, because they kept applying the basics. And when I asked them why they're like, well, it's just how I'm wired. And it's easy just to keep doing this when I'm naturally wired to do it this way. Yeah. And I came to find out that's because they connected their lifestyles to the chronotype. And if they figured it out, well, shit, that's a really big piece of value. That's not out there today. Mm, yeah. So you're giving someone permission to, to kind of connect with what their natural rhythms promote. 
and in order for them to be more consistent and ultimately more successful. Now, how have you taken this and leveraged it into, you mentioned like uh, just just finishing up your 28 day, uh, 28 day challenge, if I recall correctly, how does that work? So 28 day challenge, even though I call it a fat loss challenge, I'm, I'm going to sound like a fool here. One of the first things I tell them is like, over the next 28 days, we're not even going to focus on losing weight because chances are you're probably not going to lose weight or hit your weight loss goal in 28 days. We're going to focus on the scalable factors that you need to be doing consistently to actually see high quality success with your fat loss goals and lasting success with your fat loss goals. Right. That's, it. That's all we did. And those basics are quality sleep, nutrition. So hitting your calorie goals, hitting your protein goal and being active. Do those three things well, it will take you places. Even if you do not have a coach, even if you don't really have a strategy, if someone listening, like they're just starting out, if they just focus on getting a great night's sleep consistently, they hit their calorie goals and their protein goals, and they're active for 30 minutes a day, that'll take you places. And those are ultimately the steps that most people end up struggling with when they're going after a fat loss goal. They struggle with their sleep. They struggle with being consistent and compliant with hitting their nutrition goals, hitting their protein goal and being active consistently. So 100%. what I did, yeah, these are problems that you deal with on the day-to-day basis and every day. those are the same problems you coach your clients and your community through. So how I did this was first, every single person took a chronotype assessment because that's foundational for understanding like your chronotype. If you don't know what your chronotype is, pretty much the rest of the challenge and all the steps, I mean, you were going to be lost and you weren't going to see any type of success with it. So they all took their chronotype assessment. And then the first thing they did was they connected their sleep-wake cycle as close as they could to their chronotype. Notice how I said as close as they could, because I don't want to sit here and you know place barriers when they aren't necessary. And you don't even need to be perfectly connected to your chronotype to see the results. I've had a couple of people in the challenge who weren't closely connected. They were just consistent with what they could do. Right. And they got the same level of results. Hmm. Funny how that works. So we connected their sleep wake times as close as they could to their chronotype. The second thing that they did was they connected their fast feeding cycle, their metabolism, all their nutritional habits to their chronotype as well. So Let's say I'll give me as an example to give a very tangible experience. I'm a type one chronotype. I naturally wake up between about 4.30 to 5 every morning and I go to bed between 9 and 9.30 every day. So that there's my sleep time. There's my wake time. Yep. When I sync my nutrition to my sleep wake cycle, I made sure that my calorie intake was done and dusted before 7 p.m. Super easy to do, super easy to be consistent with. I wasn't backloading calories. I wasn't skipping meals. Nothing was off limits either for myself or for anybody in the challenge. Made it really easy to be consistent when you didn't have a laundry list of things you could not eat and this big of a list of things that you could. Because, you know, when it comes to, you know, fat loss and creating that freedom, I mean, every single person who wants to lose weight wants to go back to, you know, living like a normal life, going out with their friends, going out with their significant other having cake, having ice cream, having a cocktail on the beach. Well, if you don't learn how to do that while you're actively losing weight, you're not going to learn it at all. So we taught them that first. And then lastly, we just made sure they're being active. There is a lot of evidence that suggests that you can have better energy levels and have better workouts if you're working out early in your day than later. But take into consideration that most people aren't going to be able to work out earlier than later. So as long as you're active 30 minutes a day, cool, you're good. And we had them do that for 28 days straight. And every single one of them, when they came in, they had struggles with their sleep. Their sleep quality wasn't great. They were averaging, you know, anywhere from about, you know, five, six hours of low quality sleep on average. They were not consistent with their diet. They constantly were missing their calories. They were missing their protein goals. They constantly were having to pick up and start back over with their diets. And it wasn't just, you know, it's happened for, you know, a couple months. This is like years of years and years of issues with this. They were not consistently active enough. You know, they'd be good for, you know, three days and then they'd be so tired due to the poor sleep that they would start skipping the gym, not hitting their activity goals for the day. And by the end of the challenge, every single person who completed the challenge went from struggling in that manner to having amazing sleep. We're talking about seven to nine hours of high quality sleep 
hitting their calorie goals and their protein goals for 28 days straight, which is, which is huge. That's huge. This is habit forming. This is life changing. Being active for 30 minutes a day, which that's just the icing on the cake that makes everything better. And they had a completely new way of living that they all said that they can see themselves maintaining not only for, you know, the next month for the next year, but for the rest of their life as well. So we created freedom in a lifestyle, one that will lead them to their goals in time. And one that is going to help them keep their goals and live their best life, because that's what I want to give to the world, because you can have it both ways. You should have it both ways. And here is a new way of doing it. Got that it. works very well when applied. Got it. Got it. So again, it's, it, this is really the impetus to get someone in the door and help give them some basic structure and framework around sleep, nutrition, exercise, which obviously are the kind of foundational pillars of any kind of yep. uh, long-term health and weight loss change. And so when you can start to put some non-negotiables around your sleep routine, mm-hmm. around obviously your calorie intake and, mm-hmm. and protein minimums, if you will, making sure you get enough protein throughout the day, and then you're committed to cons- consistent movement, I think it would be unreasonable to expect people not to change. Yep. Right? And then of course you tack on some accountability through a challenge. Mm-hmm. That's probably therein just as powerful as, as the time that they wake up, the time they go to bed and the time that they eat, frankly, everybody needs accountability. Like you have, you have a mentor. I have a mentor, right? Anybody who has a goal they're looking to accomplish. If you haven't accomplished it by now, chances are you need accountability and you need a higher helping hand who has either the knowledge to lead you to the outcome or who has done it before, which chances are, you know, us being coaches, like. Chances are the coach that you're looking at working with, which better be Ben at this point, they need to help you. Like you need to have that help. It's okay to ask for help. It's totally okay. And I will say like, you know, I presented, you know, chronotyping and chrononutrition framework as, you know, of an accelerated way to achieve your weight loss goal. But what really makes the acceleration happen in full transparency is the accountability. Because you can have access to all this stuff. You can have access to the best knowledge, the best strategy, the best plan for you. You could literally have somebody write it all out for you step-by-step, but if you're not doing it, it will never work. Yeah. No, dude. It works at the end of the day. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, listen, you just nailed it. Uh, And we've talked about this before is like, for those of you listening, like you're probably nodding your head or at some point you're like, oh, well, I already know this stuff. Right. But you, Nick, you and I can both agree. It's not about knowing what to do. It's about actually having the accountability to do it. Are you showing up and are you doing it? Because if you think you know what to do and you're not doing it, then you don't really know what to do. What you think you need to do is probably totally unrealistic for what you're willing to actually commit to at this juncture. And so for Nick to come out with chronotyping and say, listen, this is a way that probably is going to work better for you and your inert physiology and say, why don't you try these parameters that might help you build momentum a little bit faster? I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Because any way we can package this in a way that's going to help you, again, be more accountable, perceive it in a different, in a new way, I think is tremendously valuable. It's still, listen, like there's no smoke and mirrors here. At the end of the day, it's consistency around your calorie intake, around your movement, around your sleep-wake cycles, right? Which, right? There, there's no, like we, we're, there's nothing to hide. There's no secrets here. And so it, but what it is though, is having accountability, giving yourself the opportunity to show up, probably be invested in the process. And so hopefully for those of you listening, you can, you can actually start to see it that way. Because if you're listening to this, you've heard us talk about calories and macros and protein and and sleep and movement a million times. Well, and you're like, oh yeah, I know all this, but you're not where you want to be. Then I hate to tell you this, but uh, you don't know it. And, or you're just not willing to like, you just don't care that much about making the change that you say that you want to make, which is fine. Like that's totally cool, but don't deceive yourself in thinking you know what to do. Yeah. And you hit, you know, to use what you just said, you hit the nail on the head. When somebody says, you know, Hey, I know I need to do all these things, but I'm just not doing them. Clearly you don't know, or you're full of shit. One of the two, it's always going to be one of the two. And I'd actually go and argue it's only one. It's you don't know what to do because if you're full of shit, that's your ego misguiding you that you have all the knowledge, you have all the tactics and you're giving yourself an excuse as to why you're not doing it. So it's really, you just don't know it. 
well enough. Yeah, or you just don't really want what you say that you want, right? Like it's okay, right? Whatever the pain of you know the pain of the pain of change, the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change, right? Um, in order for you to actually do something about it, and and so this is one of those like we could keep going on and on about it, but at the end of the day, it's like it's okay if you don't really want to make change, that's mm-hmm. fine. Like if you're perfectly comfortable being comfortable and living status quo, like cool, you know, good for you own that shit. But we're here to work with individuals who are going to step outside their comfort zone, uh, who want to make overt change, uh, who are willing to put in the work and who are willing to look in the mirror and say, I know that despite what I think there's still blind spots at play. I don't know what I don't know. And so if I'm not where I want to be and I'm looking in the mirror and, and acknowledging I'm not where I want to be, I'm not who I need to become, what do I need to learn? Where do I need support? Who do I need to work with in this process? Who's been there and done this before? Not how am I going to accomplish this on my own? It's who, not how. So maybe flip the script on that in your mind. You dropped a whole bunch of value bombs right there. And one thing I want to add to that is one of the biggest like benefits that I've gotten with having coaches and mentors in my lifetime is when we're going about our lives, we're only seeing it, seeing it really in like a first person perspective. So think of it like a video game in first person perspective. You can't see what's going on around you. The coach is an unbiased outside source. They have a third person perspective, which means they see more of what's going on than you do based off of their perspective. This is also a reason why so many people love to watch TV and add commentary to it because they can see what's going on that the show is intentionally revealing to you that the character may not see. It's the first person bias. Right. And this goes right hand in hand with you don't know what you don't know. And most of what we don't know is not that we don't know it, it's that we're not aware that it's even there to know. Right. And that's one of the value of like working with some somebody who has been there and done that and knows the path that you need to take to achieve your goal is they're going to be able to see your blind spots. They're going to be able to see, you know, obstacles in your path that you're going to encounter and they know how to remove those obstacles or steer you around them in a more time efficient manner. Because like, you know, at the end of the day, if you have, let's say a big old weight loss goal, there's enough information on the internet out there that you can apply to achieve your goal. If you have not done that, it's going to be accountability. That's it. End of the day. Right. That's it. Nick, this is super valuable. So how can someone get started with chronotyping? Well, first take chronotype assessment. Mine will be listed here in the podcast. Yeah, we'll, have in the, we'll have that in the show notes below. We'll so just that. check it out. So as you're listening right now, click, click the expand banner and you'll have a link to that. Take your chronotype assessment. And then what I would encourage you to do is take a good audit of your life and see where you can stack up and start reconnecting with your chronotype. Don't worry about being perfectly connected to your chronotype. You just, if you get in the ballpark, you're going to get the same benefits as somebody who hit home plate. What I'm saying is you don't need to be perfect and please don't try to be perfect. Start adjusting your sleep-wake times to connect to your chronotype as needed. If you cannot connect your sleep-wake times to your chronotype, cool. Do what you can consistently commit to. If you have a job that requires you to wake up later than normal, okay, cool. Be consistent with that because at the end of the day, consistency is going to allow you to thrive. And then once you know your chronotype, once you've connected your sleep wake cycle, or at least set a consistent sleep and wake time, ensure that you are actually meeting your calorie goals and your protein goals and doing so earlier in your day than later, as long as you're not consistently backloading your calories and having a massive meal, you know, within 30 minutes to an hour before bed, you're fine. You're, you're in alignment. And when it comes to activity, If you're someone who is fortunate enough to be able to, you know, have your exercise plan and structured when your energy levels are optimized, great. That's awesome. If you're not like most people, 
just set a time, schedule it, and be consistent with it. Do those three things and do them well. And I will guarantee you that you will make so much progress based off of you being consistent that you will more than likely not ever go back to a different way of living. And I'm speaking this not only with experience of working with hundreds of people, but also myself, because I've applied these steps as well. This is how I piece together my health after going through three years of insomnia. If any of you guys listen to the first time I came on here, I had a self-inflicted three-year bout of insomnia that pretty much wrecked every aspect of my life. And how I pieced it back together was the exact steps I just told you. The same ones. So I'm walking proof that this works and it works very well. And this was in 20, 2016. It is now 2023. So this is very easily scalable for the long haul. And once you figure out the long game, you've already won the game. It's just a matter of time until you get to your goals. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Um, listen, Nick, I just want to let you know how appreciative I am to have had you back on the show. We'll definitely not wait a whole two years uh, to have you uh, back again, but I'm excited for you and the launch of of this chronotyping for your additional challenges. For those of you guys listening, uh, take the free assessment in the show notes below so that you can get the ball rolling on your chronotype and just see how it lines up with kind of the intuitive thoughts that you have around your sleep-wake patterns, your fast feasting cycles or fast feeding cycles, and um, your exercise routines. And it, in all likelihood, I imagine, will kind of reinforce what you already know and hopefully then help you start to prioritize those things because, as Nick said, get those on your calendar, right? What we put on our calendar, we obviously prioritize, and that's where your meals, your sleep cycles, uh, your exercise need to be included in that in addition to, to time with your family and your friends. And so, Nick, dude, give us uh, just uh, the places where people can find out more about you. I'm really easy to find. Type in my name. That's N-I-C-K. R-I-E-L-L, Nick Real, Facebook, Instagram, threads. I have to include that now. Twitter, I'm on it. Also, I have a private group called Sleep Secrets where we go into a lot of this information on a much more applicable depth. If you absolutely loved what you learned in this episode, I'd love to have you as a member of my community. Go ahead and jump in. It's super easy to find. There's only one Sleep Secrets Facebook group and it is mine. I would love to have you. And then outside of that, yeah. Great. You heard it. So the... Uh... The assessment in the show notes will have Nick's Sleep Secrets group uh, in the show notes as well, as well as where you can connect with him. Dude, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and energy and knowledge. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 